Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm so grateful that you've subscribed to this podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast, as you know, is all about creating the future of servant leadership and help more people to find their true purpose and meaning to life. Today, I have another amazing guest that's going to share their wisdom with you all. Her name is God's Promise Adioshan, and she is the CEO and founder of Envision Changes. That is a multi-award winning mentoring and advice social enterprise birthed to educate, encourage and equip through mentorship, mindset, career and personal development and was fortunate to win five awards from the University of Essex including the Mentoring and Advice Award and the Personal Development Award. She was invited to speak at the University of Southampton and was amongst the speakers at the Keep Our Youth Safe event alongside mayors and councillors. Due to her vision on how to implement change in youth culture within London, she was invited to the very prestigious London Dragons Award dinner to celebrate business impact in society. At the dinner, Envision Changes was recognised for the impact it has had on society amongst other companies such as NatWest and Metrobank. Without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey Adiosan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I am super, super grateful that you are going to be sharing so much wisdom with everyone and just your story alone, I know it's going to blow everyone's mind away. So thank you so much for taking this time out to just come and have a conversation with me. I'm super grateful. How are things with you so far? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very, I'm very happy to be here. Um, so far, things are going really well the sun is shining <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to this interview and it's going to be good awesome awesome yeah i mean this today is really really sunny in london so have you realized like when it's really sunny everybody's mood is so like good so happy you just you don't even have to leave the house just by being on social media or your phone you can feel the energy of like the the happiness and like the joy in people's people's life like it's just so much more positive when when the sun is shining and when it's like a normal day like doom and gloom or rainy everybody's all depressed and sad and they're stressed out about life and they they say that life sucks and it's so funny how the weather plays a massive role in our life right it is isn't it because when when it's so cold like even me myself when it's super cold i don't i don't want to leave the house yeah i just want to stay on the duvet just enjoy myself but when the sun is out i'm just like yeah i'm gonna go to like five places today i'm gonna live my best life so yeah the, the, the weather is really it does impact people yeah for sure and i totally agree but um I, I, okay, so I want to kind of, um, so like, as you know, like I, my podcast is basically just a conversation with, with my guests and most of them I know, some of them I don't know, but it's, for me, it's, a, it's just a form of learning and I think everybody listening right now, just for you to understand that a podcast isn't like a business or isn't someone's like whole um, life or like their bread and butter, it's actually just basically going into the lives of people that are ambitious and are doing something in their life and if we were to have a conversation like this and it wasn't recorded a podcast is just a conversation that's recorded that we would have had anyway but we're allowing people to listen to the kind of knowledge and the experience that we've gone through in our life so come like for yourself Adiosan, I know that like you've gone through a lot and your journey's been amazing could you share like a little bit of like how, where, where your journey of growth started from and even before that because I know your story will really touch a lot of people's lives yeah 
So growing up, um, I moved to the UK from Nigeria and my English was not the best. <laughs> so people used to make fun of me for my accent, which was which was all right in it. But going to school um, in Hackney and, you know, being the darkest girl in the school. So not only was my accent not perfect, but being the darkest girl in the school and being bullied for that, that really impacted me. And it impacted me to the point where I felt like I couldn't do public speaking. I was scared to speak in front of people because I'll be thinking, are they looking at my complexion? Are they looking at my accent? Like, are they judging me? So that was like one of the fears I had. So going to school and, you know, all of that, I was kind of fearful of speaking to people. But it wasn't until, you know, A-levels where I, f- I founded my company, it's called um, Envision Changes, um, that kind of pushed me to do more public speaking. Because even before I got to that, I went around my local community and I asked everyone there what they thought was the biggest problem in Hackney. And everyone kept on saying, oh, gang crime, gang crime. So a little old me, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to tackle gang crime, in it. <laughs> so mm. I was able to bring different gang members together within a community centre in Hackney to find out why they joined gangs, the impacts, the effects, and all that good stuff. So after doing that, I was just like, okay, good. Envision Changes is really good. So I left it for a bit. I did nothing because the public speaking fear, I hadn't you know, completely healed from it or dealt with it. I went to university and I was just like, you know what? You have a company. You're not even doing anything about it. You have to overcome this fear of public speaking or the fear of public speaking will overcome you. So I was just like, ah, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. So that, that's, that's, that pushed me. I kept on putting myself forward to all these public speaking opportunities. And that's literally my story of being shy, unable to really speak the best bitch. And, you know, now I'm, I'm an international public speaker. That is super cool. And, you know, like when I first met you, I remember the reason when I first heard your story, really, um, I really resonated with it because obviously my story is also like I came from a shy background where when I, I, I never, ever thought I would be doing today what I'm doing, like... Honestly, if you asked me like six years ago, would I be a speaker or would I be making videos on social media? I would be like, hell no. Like I hate, I was the guy that hated photography. I was the guy that hated taking pictures. Like I, I love taking pictures of other people and other things, but not of myself. And I didn't, and I would never have thought I'd be making videos for myself too. So I really resonated with your story as well. Cause like being shy and for those people listening that are shy, for for me anyway the thing that pushed me the most was the fact that I just asked myself one question on one day which was why am I given a crap about what other people think about me and as soon as I overcame that hurdle as soon as I thought and I answered myself nobody helped me nobody taught me the answer I found it myself I just told myself that you know what I really don't give a crap about other people's opinions no more because if someone's going to judge me for who I am and for what I love doing and my passion, then really they don't have a life because they don't, they have so much time trying to figure, figure out like what I'm doing in my life. And they're not even focused on their own life doing what they want to do. So my whole point was just Mm -hmm. basically when you overcome that mindset of you don't care about their opinions, even if it is your family members, because I'm telling you at the beginning, when I started doing what I'm doing, my family members are, were always the negative people in my life that stopped me from doing what I'm doing. But I overcame that because I, I knew that if they stopped me from doing what I love, then one day when I'm older, I'll regret it. And I, I was one of those guys that I never want to regret anything in my life. I just want to enjoy and be happy and be grateful for everything I have every day and just go and do whatever the best I can do to the ability that I have. Um, but and, and that's for me, like personal growth in a nutshell is just, when you stop caring about what other people think about you and you want to learn from others, 
that are doing stuff in their life. Because I think some people think that you can just learn from everyone and anyone, which is true. But sometimes you have to be careful who you also learn from. Because sometimes people will trick you or, you know, now with social media, there's so many fake people online that are just becoming like preachers and they're sharing things that they are really being hypocritical about because they're sharing, they're sharing amazing knowledge and wisdom, but really they're not doing that. They're not doing any of it themselves. They haven't gone through any of those things themselves, which I find a bit mm. like it's not, it's not fair that, that people are getting tricked into these people, into these like gurus or, or, you know, people that like becoming preachers, sharing things, things online, which has no value to them because really the, the people that are genuinely sharing wisdom and, and knowledge online are the ones that have gone through a lot of hardships and a lot of tough times. And I know you've, you've gone through a lot of those. Could you share with everyone like a little bit or maybe like a few of the most challenging things that you've overcome so far since you've had like Envision changes since you started the company? Yes. Um, just, just before I, um, I do that, um, there was one thing that you said about, you know, caring about what people say about you and things like that. It, it, it resonated with me because there's a saying, it says at first they laugh and then they copy or at first they laugh and, they, and then they congratulate you. And that's one of the things that I've, you know, been dealing with recently. So for me, when I was talking about, you know, the bullying, um, to answer your second question, um, my bullying was really bad to the point where I got beaten up by three girls for the color of my skin. And this was obviously during secondary school. Now, some of the people who were even present during that situation, they were laughing, you know, about my accent, about my skin color and things like that. But right now, they're the people who are in my DM saying, can you speak at my event? Can you do this? Can you do that? Or can I, you know, um, volunteer for your company? Can I do these things? Can I do that, that, all of that? But for me, that was my challenge because it was just like, am I like, am I meant to forgive them? Like, they put me through hell, man. It's, it's, it was a traumatic experience. Mm. But I have this opportunity and this chance to help them. My life is a story to help benefit other people. And once I think back, I'm just like, to be fair, like, we're all children. We're at that age. We're still learning. We're still discovering ourselves. We haven't necessarily lived and, you know, we've copied from things or people around us. But, you know, forgiveness was one of the biggest challenges but I've been able to forgive them. Some of them I've actually spoken at my <laughs> previous events, which is quite um, ironic. But yeah, so that's that's one of them. Um, another thing I would say is um, support. That that's, that's been one of the biggest challenges for me. I feel as if I get more support from people that I, that I don't know than the people that I do know. Yeah. Just because the people that I do know, they already have this, this, this idea of me. And they've put me in this box based on maybe my past or maybe who I used to be. And it's hard for them to remove that and see, ah, this is who she is right now kind of thing. So they still want to hold me to the same standard as before, not knowing that I've grown up. I'm not that person anymore. Mm, exactly. so, um, that, I would say that that's another thing for me as well. Um, support. Like initially when I would have like events and stuff, I would always share it to people. And it got to a point where I was just like, I'm sharing it to people, but no one's really doing much about it. But mm. I just realized to myself, just let it go. Those who want to support you will support you. So even though I post on Instagram, I'm, if they see it, they want to come. Yeah, they can come. It's all good in it. But I'm not going to push it down their throats. And, and I know like what the statistics say, something like people have to see something or an advert seven times before it registers in their mind, before they, you know, attend or stuff like that. But I would say one of the biggest challenges for me was, was definitely um, support. 
Support. Wow. Okay. That's that's really interesting. So you mentioned um, you 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 really briefly mentioned like forgiveness and like how you managed to forgive these people that literally bullied you, like you know, and you said like these three girls that oh, obviously I, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but they clearly hurt you in such a way that it was hard for you to forgive. So if, to someone listening to this podcast right now, how, what would you say to them? How can you forgive someone? In, how can they forgive someone in their life that they are struggling to forgive right now because of something maybe, maybe small or something really big that they did to them? How can someone like overcome and, and, and forgive someone? Yeah, I think, I think for me, what I realize is forgiveness and accountability, even though they come in hand in hand, they're two separate things. And you have to realize that if you don't forgive someone, the baggage is on you. So forgiveness, that duty or that accountability or responsibility is on you. But for them to take accountability for their actions, that's on them. So mm. you can forgive them even though they don't say sorry to you. But realizing that you're forgiving them for, for their actions, but you're also forgiving them for yourself so that you can be let free of this thing because it's going to continue to weigh you down. You don't want to be that type of person where, you know, let's say, I don't know, someone beat you up in one corner of a road and you're scared to walk down that road. Why are you not living just because they've done that for you? They, they, they're basically, they basically have a hold on you and you can't allow that to happen. So that, that was one thing with forgiveness. And I also think that forgiveness just allows you to just, to just be free. Mm. Honestly, to just be free. And so I feel like with human beings, even myself is something that I was personally going through. Sometimes we find comf comfort in a bad situation because we're used to that thing and we don't want to go out of our comfort zone. We're used to, let's say, being a victim or used to feeling sorry for ourselves, just, I don't know, sit in that corner because that's comfortable to you. You're used to that. You know, there's not going to be any change or, you know, it's, it's something that you're like, oh yeah, I know what's going to happen as opposed to taking that leap because it's going to be like, like you're on a unknown territories that um, I don't know, but, but it's taking that step and knowing that, yeah, it's going to be a bit difficult, but you have to just start by saying, you know what, I forgive you. You go, I mean, and also forgive yourself. Cause I feel like when bad situations happen, we tend to look at ourselves as well. Like even with the whole bullying thing, I was thinking, is it my fault? Because I, I didn't bleach. Cause I know people like who maybe had the same skin color um, as in your slightly darker, they would bleach and do all these things. I'm just like, is it my fault? Is it this? But forgiving yourself is also key as well. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I think forgiveness, like you said, is just it's setting it's, it's just setting yourself free. You know, it's mm -hmm. like the more you trying to hold that baggage, as you said, the more you're trying to keep in so much of that negativity and so much of that hurtful emotion within your heart and within your soul. It's just it's just kind of compressing you, as you said. It's compressing you to such a point where one day you will just snap at someone that you didn't mean to snap at maybe because of something they said to you and then that kind of story replayed in your mind and you snap at this this person that did nothing to you but because of the past and because of this other thing that's happened in your in your the in the past it has is basically blocking you from just just being more happy to to just being more free to just doing just living life like you said like if if someone did something to you at the corner of that road and that's stopping you then that's just kind of like why are you letting one person stop you from actually living your life? Like, come on, man. It's just, it's what it might have been really bad at the time, but that's why they say time heals. So as time goes on, you will start to heal. And it happens a lot with like, I guess a lot of the people that I speak to these days that DM me or that I have conversation with, talk to me about relationships. 
And I'm not an expert in this field, so I don't. I just share with them what I would do if I was in their position. But I'm not an expert in that field. But they always say to me, like you know, um, it's they're hard. They're finding it hard to move on. They're finding it hard to um, forgive themselves, forgive that person, and just to move on with their life and and go and find someone else to do something with their life. And my advice is always the same. I'm like, at the moment, are you happy? No, they're not. So I'm just like, if you're not happy, why are you not happy? It's the one question I always ask, why are you not happy? And they always say, because of this situation that I've just gone through. But I said, yeah, but that happened yesterday or that happened like a month or eight months ago. Why are you letting that thing? And I know that it's, it was hurtful. Don't get me wrong. I know that you're going through tough times. I know that it's hard. But at the end of the day, if you are letting that one thing that's happened to you in your life stop you from going after what you really want to do in your life or just continue living your life, that's just kind of you wasting your time because you really are not being grateful for what you have still right now because you're still alive. You still have a brain and, and a mindset that you can still go and do something with. You can, if you want, you can use your past to push you to go forward and do something even greater, maybe even to prove them wrong. Like at the beginning, I remember for myself, all the negativity and all the haters I used to have, which was obviously mainly family and some friends, I just used their, their negativity and their words, I used it as fuel to go and prove to them that watch, this guy that you think is shy, that's useless, that doesn't have a degree, I'm going to make something of myself in this world. I'm going to go and help so many people, I'm going to inspire people and one day you're going to come to my event and see what I'm doing and see the impact that I'm going to have on other people's life. And that's why today I'm so driven. That's why I have so much energy, so much passion. And that's what I love what I do. Because I truly believe that I, I found my purpose and I found something that I love. And when I help others, that's just fuel for me. And I always tell people, I don't need money right now. You know, I, I, don't, I don't do things for money. I do it truly because I know one day I'll, I'm going to get the money. I know one day money will flow into my life. I know one day that I'm going to travel the world to other people's events and, and inspire more, more lives because... It's only inevitable. It's only going to happen with time, effort, consistency, and just not giving up. Mm, so like, for me, the other thing I was going to actually ask you is, do you know when, when you do have negative people in your life, I know that certainly you did, how can someone overcome those negative people in their life? Because I know for me, it was leaving the house because the most negativity I used to get was in the house. So I used to leave and every single evening, adios, and seriously, I'm not even joking, every single evening... I left the house after I came back from work. I left the house. I drove to a hotel lobby or um, somewhere quiet that I can just do work or just focus on my vision and, and my goals. And because that's, that's when I used to put like my headphones on and just concentrate and focus. Because that's when I used to start pumping the most positivity and the most personal growth into my mind. And that's why today I have the mindset I have. But for you, how did it happen for you? How do you overcome that negativity? Um, I would say when it comes to like, like what you said, remove yourself from that situation. If it's something that's feasible for you to actually physically move away from, then do that. But if it's something that you can't, I would say, um, I mean, I guess it, it depends on the type of negativity that you're getting, to be fair. Mm -hmm. But for me, if someone is speaking, let's say, negatively about me, um, what you said earlier was, was very true in sense of, let's say, someone is throwing bricks at you, let's use the analogy, you can collect these bricks and let the bricks pile up and weigh you down. Or you can choose to use this brick to build your mansion. Let's, let's say that. So instead, all the negativity that they're throwing at you, they're saying you're never going to be anything. You're never 
like you said, those are the things that should be pushing you so that you can prove them wrong. You don't have to prove them wrong, but if, if, if that's what will make you happy, use it to build their mansion so they can look at you and say, oh my God, like I did not, I did not expect that from that mm-hmm. person. And also when people are like being negative or negativity is coming your way, do things that make you happy. Like for me, I love my gospel music. That's the only type of music I listen to. That for me, like spirituality is a big thing for me. So when like there's a negativity around me, I'll listen to gospel music, I'll pray, I'll do things that I think are calming for me. I will think because I'm an artistic person. I'll write music. I'll do things that encourage me. And also I try to surround myself with people who are encouraging towards me as well. Because I think um, when when you get to a certain level, you have different people around you. For me, I had people who were around me for the things that they could gain from me. For mm. example, the other day, I had a friend asking me to take them to the shot. I said, I've not even been to the shot. And I should <laughs> take you to the shot. I said, no. <laughs> so when you have that type of people, you need to assess yourself and move with people who want the best for you. And also, you, you'll be able to tell because there's some people that they can see you doing well and they can't even say congratulations. Mm. You know what I mean? Those type of people, you can already assess you know, where they stand in your life. And it might, it might, some people, they might do without knowing. So I would say I have a conversation with them as well. But if that negativity continues, you have to cut them off, to be fair. Mm, yeah, I totally agree. Um, spot on, man. I mean, something that you said as well that I really resonated with was that, um, yeah, you can just cut them off. But sometimes I think it's important to have that conversation with them also. Because some people genuinely, they don't even know what you're doing because maybe they're not on social media. Uh, so suddenly you meet someone and, and like you thinking like, oh, you know, they've, they've seen all your stuff and, um, but they haven't like ever said anything to you or never congratulated you or never even appreciated what you're doing. But really some people don't even know what you're doing. So I think sometimes we are really quick to judge as human beings um, what other people are doing in, their, in mm-hmm. their life or what they think is happening. Something I always share with everyone is like something that I've learned anyway in the last like five and a half years of me doing all this growth um, was that, you know, a lot of people these days tend to make up false stories in their head that they believe are true, but in reality is not even close to what they were thinking in their head. So, for example, mm-hmm. me and you are friends, and, and like, I'm, I'm doing all of these, like, inspirational things. I'm doing public speaking and inspiring people. And this friend of mine knows, uh, doesn't know what I'm doing. Like, they're not on social media. They've, they're not in contact with me at all. But we are still friends, but we only talk when we see each other. So this person, I might think inside my head, I might have made this story up that, oh, you know, Adiosan, like she, she knows that I'm doing these things. She knows, like, surely, like, how come she never congratulates me? She never even, she's not even grateful for what I'm doing. She's not even appreciating or supporting me in what I'm doing. But really, have you actually had a conversation with that person and opened up and, and shared your vision and your dreams and goals with them to them, for them to even know that you're doing something in your life? So sometimes we make up false stories in our head that we believe are true, but in reality, you got to have the conversation and actually find out with that person, do you even know what I'm doing? Or do you even know where I'm heading in my life, what, what my goals and plans are? So I think it's really important as well to assess and not judge people really quickly um, because that's, that's like the biggest killer. And I think obviously our ego also comes into that and, and stops us um, from, from just doing what you love, you know, essentially. Yeah, I would, I would say that I, I think the key word that I like that you use is assessment is to actually assess the situation, like you said, like if the person doesn't have social media and stuff, then you, you would know in it. But if they have 
social media and they print your stuff like 24 7 that's that's mm. different so it's different. all about how you assess the situation and i also think i think i i feel like communication is such a big one because some people are very different some people are extroverted introverts or introverted yeah. extroverts. extroverts yeah yeah so some people <laughs> something like that so like like for me i i know that growing up my communication was like it was poor even till today like it's something that i'm working on i think like life experiences changes or uh, alters the type of person that you are and you you can't just you know stay in that excuse but you have to try and find a way to 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 make yourself better but i would say that some people they're they're really good at communicating and some people they're not they're not necessarily the best at communicating or some people they might try and communicate because you know people communicate in different ways. And mm-hmm. I think it's all understanding that type of friendship. Because, for example, I had a friend in university that will not be named, but she stayed, the person stayed with me for two years in my house, was eating my food, drinking my drink, was not paying towards the bills. But I knew her situation was very um, difficult. So even as a friend, I couldn't even go to her and say, could you chip in like five pounds or two pounds to go? I mean, because it was, it was difficult, but it was two years that this person was using to stay with me. But the person as well, in terms of, let's say, cleanliness and things like that, for example, eating or after eating, washing your dishes, the person will leave the dishes for me to wash for them. Mm. So it got to a point where at first I would have to assess the person. At first I'll be like, oh, pick up your dishes. I would joke about, joke about, joke about. But when that, because the thing is, you don't you don't want to just go straight off at the person because this is a friendship for a long time and you need to assess the way to deal with the situation. But it got to a point where I was joking, 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 and the person was just like, "Yeah, she's joking," so she doesn't mean it. And it got to a point where I was just like, "You know what? Yeah, you have to go." Obviously, I didn't, I didn't say it like that, but when you have enough, you know, you, you have enough yeah. in it. Got it's it. all about like communicating and assessing the situation, like you said. No, that's that's totally true. Yeah, like assessment is so it's so important just to just to be self-aware firstly, and then actually um, like take time to understand people. One of the biggest lessons that I learned in my life as well is psychology. Like, I, and and I did I haven't even read books on psychology. Like, I used to watch videos of this mentor that I used to follow online a couple of years ago, and you know he was he was teaching like a, like sales t- um, tr- uh, tricks and like certain like uh, marketing strategies and, and tactics. And through those videos, and you know, at the time I was running an online business, so I was just learning like ways of how I can market myself so people come to me and I don't have to beg them to buy stuff, like you were saying earlier on. Like I don't need to shove things in their throat. I, I would rather they come and ask me, or I want to come and help you or serve you, or how can I help, or how can I purchase this thing? Um, so anyway, like what I learned through psychology was, you know, even whether it's through a text message or whether it's actual human interaction, Psycholo- psychology is such a like interesting thing for everyone to learn because like just just understanding and communicating well with human beings for a certain amount of time you get to understand someone either through their energy through their body language through um certain ways they talk in their tonality and like these kind of things when i was learning about them they were so powerful because not just in my life, they were, they were helpful because I was using it like with family. I was using it with my friends. Like certain sentences at the end of a sentence can actually kind of convince someone to do something that you want them to do. 
And I was just like, when I first learned it, I, was, I, I went out there and practiced, right? Because I always practice whatever I learned straight away. And that's why I'm able to share kind of experiences that I've gone through and make videos because I've tried it, I've failed at it, or I've succeeded at it. So I was trying these kind of um, psychological sentences with people on text messages and on real life. And it just, it works, man. And that's why I tell people, when you learn something, go and put action into it and, and try it out before you can say that it didn't work or I'm a failure or, you know, um, these things don't work. That you have to go and actually put action into the things that you learn on a daily basis. And I know you are someone that's massive on growth and personal development. What are some of the kind of key lessons that you'd say you learn during, throughout like your whole personal growth journey so far? What are some of the biggest things that you've learned that, that's helped you grow as a person, that's helped you serve others? Because you do that like amazingly. I've seen you at your events. The, the way you communicate and speak to people is amazing. So share with everyone like a little bit of how, how, how you've kind of developed so much through all this self-development. Um, I would say for me, in terms of like self-development, helping the community and stuff, that has come through my family because of the way I was raised as well. So both of my parents, they're pastors and they're really big on helping the community and helping people grow. So it was somewhat compulsory for us to do volunteering, um, I think four times a year, which is really good. And we've, 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 we've started doing that since what, year seven. And I, I do it every year. We, we volunteer for a hospice or old care home and we sell items and we, we give it to them, which is really good. So that's where my like love for community started. I think because of the parents and the family members and friends that I had around me we had this you know wanting to help people that that you know that that grew but for me I feel like I even with helping people sometimes my friends always say to me Thomas you're being Father Christmas right now in the sense that you're doing too much but at first I, I used to think it was a problem like I'm that type of person I might have food and I'm hungry but if you tell me you're hungry I'll give you my food but I, I wouldn't feel bad that I've given you my food because that's the type of person that I am but my friends are like, oh, sometimes you need to learn how to say no because you can't, in reality, help everybody. And sometimes it's good to be selfish. Mm-hmm. But, you know, helping the community and giving that, that came from, like, my family and things like that. In terms of, like, growth as well, for example, you know, public speaking, I kept on putting myself forward to every opportunity that came, even though I didn't want to necessarily do it. I was scared of it. So, for example, you know, um, when I was in university, they invited me to, um, like, a a law championship or something. It was to negotiate on behalf of different clients. And at first, I was just like, nah, I'm not going to do it. People kept on asking me. I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. They're like, your essay is really good, you know. I'm just like, yeah, essay and speaking, they're a different thing. I'm not going to do it. But I had to speak to myself. I was just like, you're scared of public speaking, and if you don't do anything about it, you're going to continue being scared. So I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. So from that, even though I started off a little bit shaky, even till today, even when I do my public speaking, I, I do get a bit nervous. And I'm like, it's okay to be nervous. It's, it's, you know, it's part of growing. And it shows that this thing is really important to you. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. So put, keep putting yourself forward to that opportunity that you think is, is scary or something. And you get better at it and also have like friends that hold you accountable so I have um a friend and if I tell her I'm going to do something she's going to make sure I do it so sometimes I try not to tell her what I'm going to do <laughs> but she'll, she'll, she'll make sure I'm accountable to what I've done she said promise you said you're going to post on this day this is past where's your post and I'm just like oh yeah um okay I'll post tomorrow so having friends and people around you that hold you accountable they're really good in self-development and self-growth and also I would say 
having a mentor. I think you would agree with me, Sadiq. These things mm-hmm. are so important yeah. because, like I always say to people, a mentor doesn't have to be someone who's physically there. A mentor can be a book that you read. A mentor could be a, a TV show that you watch. Someone that is inspiring you, that is a great role model, that is showing you different tips, what worked for them, what didn't work for them. These things are very good in terms of developing because they've been where you want to be and they can show you the different tips and golden nuggets that have helped them get to where where you want to go the things that did not work for them so you can avoid it. so i would say that that's a good one as well i love that i love that so two things i really want to touch on what you just shared first one accountability i totally agree with you i think having those friends or those people around you that literally always remind you like like you said like they remind you that you are going to do what you said you're going to do because it's so difficult for us as individuals to hold ourselves accountable for something. So sometimes it's important to have, or to even sometimes purposely tell your best friends around you, share it on social media, whatever you can, to, to make yourself do it even more and to be like, to kind of feel bad if you don't do it. We have to find a way to make sure we push ourselves to do it. And if that means sharing it on our social media posts or sharing it with the friends that are closest to us and be like, guys, I'm doing this thing. And then one of them will remind you, like you said, like, why did you not do it? I thought you're, I thought you're posting something today. I thought you're going to do that charity event. I thought you're speaking at this, uh, this event. Like, what's happening? So having those people around you, I totally agree. Like, it's so important to have, uh, uh, like, I call them the, my tribe, right? So just have, have a tribe of people where they're loyal, they're supportive, they're encouraging, and they always want the best for you. They don't want anything. They're, they're selfish in the sense that they don't want anything. They don't expect anything from you. They truly do things to serve others and to serve you as a friend and just to help you, as, as you said earlier. Second thing I love that you said was um, the, the mentorship. Like, and I, I have, and I told you at the last event that I spoke at your, your event, one of the things I shared then was like having mentors doesn't have to be something um, like a physical mentor, as, as you just mentioned. It can be the most like inspiring and motivating people that you follow on social media, which it is for me anyway, right now. Right now, I don't have a physical mentor. I have mentors that I follow like so much, so closely online that I watch what they do rather than always listen to what they say. So I'll see how they post things on social media. I'll see what they're doing in their videos and I'll try to copy it in my own way. I, I don't think copying is a bad thing. I think since a young age, as children, we've been taught that copying is bad. And I totally don't, don't agree with that. Like I, I actually tell people now, obviously in university and if you're if in your studies, of course, you can't copy people. Obviously, the system's in place where you're going to get in trouble. But that's fine. I'm talking about in general life, in, in things that you are heading towards your goals and, and vision and your dreams. It's okay to copy people that you look up to as long as you either, number one, you give them credit for actually, or you, you know, you, you create some kind of a um, post that you actually thank and, and you're grateful that they did this because it helped you um, find your creativity. And secondly, just because you're just, you don't need to, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just copy what other people are doing that's working and do it in your own way. Because even if you copy someone, I'll tell you something that I've learned. Even if you copy someone, you, you can never copy them exactly the way they did it. It, your yeah. version would always be different to theirs. So copy them anyway, because your version is going to be different. You're going to say it a different way. Your accent is different. Your tonality will be different. Your passion and your energy is different. 
So copying is not a bad thing. Like that's something I always tell people. Go and copy more people. Like don't be scared to copy people. Just make sure you give them some credibility. That's the main thing. Yeah, I would I would say two things with copying. First of all, coach, when you go to let's say the supermarket, how many breads do you see? Different bread brands. Hundreds, so many of them. Right? There's like 15, there's Hovis, there's all of this, but people are still buying it because there's a need for that thing. Exactly. If there's a need for that thing, there's no point, there's no problem in you copying it. But the, once you see the bread, you know, like you said, they've added their own flavor to it or their own, that difference to it in the sense that, okay, this might just be white bread, but this might be white bread with certain seeds. Mm. They're completely different. Do you get what I mean? And people will still buy it. So it's not a problem to copy people. And also number two, people might copy your recipe, but the food is going to taste different, okay? Exactly. It's, how it. it's what you add to it <laughs> to make it different. So honestly, there's no problem in copying people. I, 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 I copy a lot of people, but when I copy, like you said, I add my own difference to it so that you can know that, okay, yeah, I might have taken this from coach, but you know what? She's added this, which has made it that little bit different because he might have his, let's say, his own target audience, which so people may receive it that way. I may have my own target audience with, with that little pinch that I add to it. It might, you know, they may be able to understand it a little, a little bit better. So there's no problem in copying people. People, even like people copy each other. It's not, it's not a big thing, but yeah, give them credit where it's due. Yeah, definitely. That's that's the part I think. Uh, if, if even if people don't do that, because like, I've had people, honestly speaking, like in the last couple of years, I've had people always tell me, oh, you know, someone stole my post, or someone stole my video, or someone's shared my whatever it is, your photo, or your video, or whatever, and not giving you credit for it. I'm not listen. The f- let me let me let me shift your mindset in a way where you have a different perspective of what this person done. Yes, I know it's annoying that you've gone through maybe five hours of waiting for the perfect time lapse or the perfect, perfect picture that you've taken and you've posted it without your name on the picture and someone's stolen it with that and there's no copyright on it. Okay, I get that's annoying. I get that people are stealing your posts and your videos on a daily basis and not giving you any credit for it. That's okay. I, I get that because it's happened to me so many times. Let me give you a different perspective. How about you actually start thinking that the fact that these people that are doing that and they're copying you or taking your, let's say you're using social media as an example, let's say they've taken your pictures or your videos or your posts. You should just think to yourself that, man, my post or my picture or my video was so damn good that someone had like, someone was so jealous they had to actually take it without my permission and actually repost it. Mm. Like that must mean that my stuff is, is, you know, freaking amazing. So think about it in a more positive yes. light. Think about, you know what, even if that guy shared it and didn't give you credibility, who cares? The, your post or your picture is going to go to thousands or hundreds more people now. Isn't the whole point of you posting that picture t- for more people to see it? So w- whether someone give you credit or not, let them bloody post it. They're going to they're gonna help someone else. They're gonna, other people are going to see that post. Yes, maybe people will think that guy did it, but you know the truth. You will always know that that's your that's your photo, that's your post, that's your video. So, just be proud, really. Like, be happy that other people are copying you and and sharing your stuff. And don't and just be okay with them not even giving you credit sometimes because at the end of the day, you want your things to reach more people. So just like just I just told them like for you to overcome this thing in your mind of oh my days that they're taking my stuff, take off all your logos and take off everything and just post your picture and let people steal it and let people use it as their mm-hmm. own. 
that would that would set you free into believing like you know what my stuff is so good i don't even need copyright let people steal it who cares it's going to reach someone else in the world yeah who cares someone's going to make money from my things who cares let them like um you just carry on doing what why you're doing it your purpose and your passion has to be true to yourself you don't have to worry about other people and that's coming back to what i was saying earlier like when you when you stop worrying about other people and what other people are doing and you're just so tunnel vision in your vision it, it doesn't matter. Like you don't need the other noise and the background noise kind of, you know, holding you or, or stopping you from achieving your greatness. Yeah, definitely. Like, like you said, I think, I think it depends on what your why is. If your why is to make definitely. money and to get your, your own name out there, then okay, at all means, you know, feel some type of way. But if your why is really and truly indeed to help people, to impact people, to motivate people, then whether your name is there or not, whether they steal it or not, the fact that you're actually doing what you, your purpose was or what your aim was for that thing, then it's all good. So the key word is your why. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you posting this? Are you posting it to make money? Okay, if it's to make money, then okay. I understand why you're a bit upset. But you go there to, or you're posting it to motivate people. Then, if people copy it, that's good. You're doing your job perfectly. So, how does how does someone actually find their why? Then, how how does someone find? Okay, let, let's just not even say that because everyone always says that. How do you find your why? How about we say, how can someone listening to this right now find something that they really enjoy and do that every single day? Find something that they really enjoy and do it every. It could be a day. hobby. It could be something they just do for fun. It can be something that they're just excited by. How can someone find something that they can do consistently every day? I would say that. So, because I'm trying to think so many things in my head, whether it's like career or education, but if despite whatever it is, I would say do a variety of things, do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you from doing so many things, for example, do jiu-jitsu, then do basketball, then do tennis. And from there, you can see what interests you more. And from that, if something interests you and you're so passionate about that thing, no one needs to wake you up and say, go to work. Because that job is so, you like it. You're going to wake up yourself. You're going to even wake up early. You're going to put on your best suit. You're going to feel so good. And you're like, yeah, that's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. But if something is, you know, you you have to keep saying, you know what, listen, I'll do it in like three weeks time. And then three weeks will come. You're like, nah, I'm not. Once you don't have that, you know, that passion for it, then you already kind of can cut it out of the picture. But because, I want, I want to kind of link it a little bit to purpose. Chances are, for a lot of people that I speak to, sometimes your, what you want might not necessarily be your purpose. Like, even for me, I'm public speaking. I hated public speaking. Five years ago, nobody could have told me that that's my why, that's my purpose. Because I would be like, me, standing on a, sh- on, on a leg, shaking my knees, my, my hands sweaty, I'm probably going to drop the mic. I don't know. Like, that couldn't be me. But you know, when you do something continuously, and if it's something that, you know, for example, my why is to inspire people to make their lives that little bit better, even if it's just by a tiny thing, even if it's just sharing a smile with like a total stranger on a train, I believe that that's my purpose and that's my why. And I was just like, people were telling me that, oh, you know what, I think you're really good at this. You might not see it for yourself, but I genuinely think that you're really, really good at this. So I kept on giving it a go that's the key word. You keep, you have to keep trying. Mm. And if you, if you've tried a lot of time, for example, I don't know, you've got an event and you keep doing this Facebook advert post, you've done it for like, I don't know, three weeks. You've spent like 
500 pounds and you're not seeing anything from that, then it's about time you give it up or you try a different technique. But once you feel as if you've exhausted all the options that are out there for you, chances are that thing might not be for you or might not be for you at that moment. Hmm. So I'll say try a variety of things. See if it interests you, if it doesn't. If you feel like many people, the reason why they find things difficult is because they don't understand how to do that thing. But once, for example, for me, maths, I don't like maths. Everybody knows anything to do with maths, just keep (laughs) away from promise, literally, literally. But I believe the reason why I don't like maths is because I don't understand it. But if someone's to sit down and teach me all these algebraic and all these things, after a while, I'll be like, oh, you know what? This is quite simple. You know, I, I can see myself doing that thing. So once you've tried to learn it or once you've learned it and you've mastered it and you still feel like it's not for you, then okay. But to be fair, the only person who genuinely know it's for you is really you. And it takes a lot of, you know, development, a lot of tests and trials. I know some people might be able to see you and see like a gift in you that you may not be able to see yourself. But the, the ultimate person who can decide whether that thing, you know, is good for you or helps you or benefits you or inspires you is genuinely you so you have to really spend time with yourself meditate reflect and do all these things and then you'll be able to know spot on no it's just just so powerful i love what you just said there and just to add to what you said just then i still don't know when the last time in my life i used pi the (laughs) (laughs) 3.149 I still don't know when the last time I found the, the, the x-axis. Okay, so for me, maths was like, no. I, I really hated it, and I still do till today. I give maths to my friends or to someone else I know that's good at it. I know one day, if I, when I have a team, I would never do the, the accounting and the finance for that. I'm going to get someone mm-hmm. else for sure, because the numbers is not my thing. What my thing is the energy, is the connecting with people, is the communication, that what that's my strength that's what i know i'm really really good at but um but i loved what you shared man like seriously thank you so much for like all the all the nuggets and all the wisdom and just just for spending the time with me here and sharing your story with everyone inspiring everyone with um, just basically your experiences and things that you've gone through that hopefully they heard on this podcast that they can actually go and implement and take action in their life because i think the biggest thing that even I remember speaking to you earlier on and the biggest thing I think most people don't do is just take action like they just don't do what it is that they are consuming or learning or going through or improving their mindsets or they're listening to podcasts they're um, watching videos every single day they're trying to learn so much and become like a what I call a personal development junkie but they don't do anything with the growth like this is why I'm so big when, I, when it comes to telling people, learn from people like Adiosan, learn from Sadiq, learn from all the people that you're inspired by, but go and do something with the knowledge. Don't just waste this hour that you've listened to this and then not do anything with it. If you've heard something today from this episode, go and actually take action on maybe the one thing, just focus on the one thing that you took away from the whole session and then go and try that, go and do that, go and implement it into your life and then see how that's going to really change in your life but be making sure that you're going to be consistent at doing so so Adiosan, as you know at the end of all of my episodes i have something called the final four where i ask my guest four random questions and i always say this but sometimes one or two of them are not random they're pretty much the same for everyone but the other ones are specifically for you um so i'm going to get straight into it and you just got like the first quick answer that comes into your head shoot 
Okay, so the first question I've got for you today is, in one sentence, what's your life purpose? I know you kind of mentioned it earlier on, but in one sentence, what's your life's purpose? My life purpose is to make people's lives easier, even by just doing one tiny thing, such as just smiling. Beautiful, I love that. And you are already doing that, just so you know, through your, through your amazing events, through all your social media posts, and just through the people that meet you and, and, and see you in real life as soon as you kind of i've seen that personally because i've you know you i've had the privilege to speak at two of your events which i'm super grateful for and i've seen that in you that you really do have that servant leadership mindset you really want to just help people as you said sometimes way too much but that's still a good thing in my eyes because that's like me i get told all the time i try to help everyone and i know i can't help everyone that's why sometimes i do say no um, and that's okay as well um, but the second question I've got for you is, what would you say to someone who's procrastinating to start going after their dreams or to start that company that they've always wanted to start? I would say, hmm, procrastination. Um, so one thing that I do that works for me, I don't know, it might work for some, it might not. But I would say write a letter to yourself. So, for example, you want to learn to start driving a car and you want to do that by the end of, let's say, December 2019. Write a letter to yourself, January, I don't know, 2020. In that letter, you know, say what you'd like to have achieved by then. And because you've achieved that, what are you going to do to treat yourself by then? Because I feel like sometimes as human beings, what we tend to do is we, we might push things aside, right? And then once we've achieved that big thing that we want to do, then we treat ourselves but in this letter, you might say, okay, you know what? Once I read halfway, I might take myself to the cinema. So once I do this, I might do that. So you're rewarding yourself every step of the way, which will keep you going. But you still have this big, I don't know, holiday at the end, you know. So write a letter to yourself, what you want to accomplish by when. And when you read that letter, you actually feel a sense of, you know what? I did it. And I did it by myself. And I set myself goals. I planned how I'm going to do it. And I took action and I've done it. So now I'm going to reward myself. So, yeah. I love that. You know what? It's so amazing that you said that because I actually did that once. Okay. I know because so every year I do write about like New Year's resolutions or whatever, like everyone does. And I, yes, at the end of the year, I assess it and I see which ones I've achieved. I see which ones I was completely off and I try to improve the next year. But some, I actually did that once when I actually just wrote um, on, on my journal, like not even like a New Year's resolution thing. It was just a page of just things I want to do in my life and I, want, and I put dates to it. Okay, because I think having that date on it, if if you keep looking back at it and you have that date there, you know, oh damn, like uh, I'm off track. Like I, I I told myself I'm going to achieve this by this this year, um, and I haven't, or I'm going to achieve this by this month, and I haven't. So, um, but then I think the key is to keep looking at that, like keep it in your wallet or mm-hmm. in a journal, keep looking at it, re- keep reminding yourself of that goal or that that thing that you wrote down, and it's so powerful how if those people that believe in the law of attraction, if you keep on um, believing that it's going to happen one day, it will happen, but it doesn't happen by magic. It will happen by you actually taking yeah. action every single day. So coming back to what I said mm-hmm. earlier, it comes from that consistency of putting in the work every day, small steps every day that, that will take you to that end goal. Um, the third question I've got for you is which two books on growth that you've read, would you recommend everyone to read? So, two books on growth I recommend. I do like um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> I think that's really good in terms of growth. And there's actually a book, it's called Praying. Um, I can't remember the first name, but um, the surname is Moore, 
W-O-R-E. It, it was talking about how to like do face different battles. For example, if you are someone who thinks negatively or someone who's dealing with depression, how to overcome things like that, because I'm very religious. So I'll say rich dad, poor dad in terms of, you know, development and stuff like that. And then in terms of spiritual development and going that way, um, praying. That's really good. Praying. Amazing. Do you know the author of that one? Um, I can't remember the first name, but the second name is Moore. So yeah. M-W-O-R-E. Okay. Oh, cool. Well, if anyone um, wants to find out about that, they can always reach out and I'll definitely um, share that in, in, the, uh, in the notes section. Yes. Um, the last question I've got for you, Promise, is how do you rest and recover after a busy working week? So, for example, for me, music. Music is everything and I love to oil paint. So anything creative, oil painting, music, I love to cook as well. So I just, I do a variety of things because I'm that type of person where I do things too much, I might get a bit tired of it. Mm-hmm. So like, um, let's say for this week, I might write a song or something. The next week I might go to the cinema. But I do all these type of things like entertainment that involves me getting out there and I just try and do it with friends as well. Amazing. So that's how, so if so, so someone listening to you right now, what would you tell them um, in terms of like, just say someone's working so hard, they're hustling and they're grinding and all of that stuff. How can they find a way to rest and recover? Because some people I'm telling you, they're like robots. They don't want to rest and recover and they go and burn themselves out. So what are, you, what are your few tips on how they can find something that they can um, rest and recover on their, their mind? Yeah. I would say sleep is a very big thing because I know a lot of people who deprive themselves of sleep mm. and I always tell people that if you have an empty vessel or if you have a vessel and you've pulled out so much water and then there's nothing left in that vessel, there's nothing for you to pour anymore. Mm. So it's that type of thing where you have to replenish yourself. So make sure you're sleeping good, you're eating good, you're taking care of your health and your body because you only have one body. And once that body's gone, there's nothing else you can do. So make sure you take care of your well-being, your physical well-being, and also your your mental well-being as well as very to create time even if it's like 30 minutes at the beginning of the day and 30 minutes at the end for you to just reflect without your phone without all your social media just think what has gone well what can I do to do better how can I improve things like that well have that time for yourself to think to relax and if you're spiritual do your yoga do your praying do whatever you think helps you so yeah I love it. I love it. Promise, thank you so much for spending this hour with me and, and sharing all your experience and knowledge with everyone. I'm super grateful to have you in my life, to have you as a sister, as a friend. And, uh, and yeah, like, just thank you for everything you've shared and just keep, keep at it, man. Like, I'm, I'm seeing what you're doing and I'm loving it. And like, uh, I'm super proud of you as well. And I'm super grateful for all the opportunities you've given me. So just thank you for everything and keep, keep being awesome and keep doing what you're doing because definitely. Thank you so um, much. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, man. It's, it's, it's amazing to see how we've both grown because yeah. even though it's a short amount of time, but the growth has just been amazing this podcast as well like is really really good but thank you so much for having me and keep keep pushing man keep pushing this year is our year of excellence at the end of this year we're going to just think of all the things we've accomplished we're celebrating man we're going to celebrate at the end of the year man because we started the year off with a bang of your event which was amazing we're going to end the year with either another event or we're going to end the year of just us celebrating all the achievements of this year that'll be really really definitely definitely But yeah, and that's the, that's the advice we also tell everyone else that's listening. Once you've achieved your goals or, or just even a few of your goals that you've always wanted to achieve that you thought you never can, but you did it this year, celebrate those wins because celebrating your wins is 
is a is a is a massive massive way for you to actually progress for you to actually have more energy to go and push and achieve the rest of those goals so thank you so much again I promise for being on the on the show and super great for the catch up with you really really soon take care of yourself and I'll catch you very very soon okay bye bye okay bye bye if you're still there i just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time it really means a lot to me please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast share it with your friends and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this it would honestly mean the world to me thank you so much once again i hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life and i'll see you guys next week <laughs>